Hello. This is a uh, special episode of the Daily Cron re- recorded in the car ride back from seeing a movie tonight. But I hope you like it anyway. It's it has a special guest appearance by Michael Fine himself and we're going to talk about some of our thoughts on the WWDC announcements that were made today. So I apologize for the audio quality, but we were recording this at like 1 a.m. and uh Wanted to make sure we got it out there. So, enjoy. Hello, welcome to the Daily Cron for Monday, June 3rd, 2019, even though we are recording this technically June 4th. Uh, hello, Mike. Hey, what's up? Yeah, my special guest host, Mike, here. We're recording this on his iPhone because we're in the car coming back from seeing John Wick 3. Parabellum. Indeed, Parabellum. Now I know what that means. Yeah, if you want yeah. peace, prepare for war. Yeah, well, we went to this movie uh, after... The busy WWDC day, and so now we're going home, and figured we'll record our thoughts now because it's a little bit of a drive. Yep. Turn right. See, and Siri's going to tell us where to go. <laughs> so, Mike, uh, you didn't get to see the keynote, did you? I saw most of it, but the uh, feed kept cutting out on me. Oh well, I got to see it at Indie Hall as part of the, you know, the Philly Coca event that we held today. And uh, that was really cool. So I got to see the whole thing. The only problem we had with our screen was the the highlights were a little blown out. Ooh. So for some reason, they introduced dark mode but didn't actually demo anything in dark mode. It would have helped, but whatever. It was very, very cool. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the stuff I was hoping for showed up. The, I don't know, what, what do we start the biggest news? What do you think? I mean, you know what the big news was out of the keynote. I mean, for me, the biggest news would be the uh, the Mac Pro. The Mac Pro, the cheese grater returns. Yeah. Oh my God, it really does look like my cheese grater. <laughs> it's very funny. And it's something I will never be able to afford, but it is something I can lust after. Yes, it is completely unaffordable, but I think it's aimed at a much higher pro tier than the typical developer, designer. Right. No, it's meant for professional studios that make like professional movie, motion pictures and you know albums and that sort of thing, not prosumers. Correct, I, and I think a lot. I thought it was pretty funny that uh, that a lot of developers were kind of complaining on Twitter about the price, and even we were complaining about some aspects of the price, specifically part of the monitor. But uh, you know what? I think it's actually priced quite reasonable if their numbers are correct. Oh yeah, no, the, the specs make it amazing for oh, what it is. Exactly, and that monitor looks absolutely amazing and quite a good deal for what you get. Although again, out of my price range, right. but. I will say, why is it $1,000 for the stand for the monitor? I don't know. Right, and that, even the visa mount is another $100 on top of that. Yeah, well, you probably only do one or the other. Right, but it, include the visa mount with the monitor at the very least. Include one of them. Like, why are you charging for this? You're charging $6,000 a month. You know what? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, Apple. But uh, I do think the whole thing's cool. I like the look of it. I like the fact they basically just did what a lot of us asked for or I thought would be the most appropriate. Just 
bring back a like the cheese grater type thing but i think it's a little bit of a smaller package the the interior design looks really cool it looks customizable just learned on the uh, philly coca slack that you can upgrade hard drive and you can put an insane amount of ram in there 1.5 terabytes of ram yeah i'm a little bit confused about how the video card subsystem thing works we weren't sure if only certain cards work i'm guessing only certain cards but I don't really know because they kind of said in the keynote that you could put in a regular car, but then they had this extra connector in there to do Thunderbolt, and so I don't know. Oh, oh, we're, a car here is is disabled. We have to go around it. This interruption brought to you by live recording on the drive home. Oh wow, I actually ran out of gas. Yep. I have, in the suburbs. How do you run out of gas in the suburbs? I mean, there's no real gas stations right around here. That yeah, I guess. It was like a gas station down the road, like a mile. Right, but that's a mile that the person had to walk and walk back. No, I get that. I know I know this is really riveting for the audience. <laughs> but I, I still understand how you run out of gas around. There's like gas stations everywhere. Anyway, that was exciting, folks. Mm-hmm. It's not as exciting as the last time we did one of these recordings where we almost got an accident. Yeah. yeah well, we might again because a big Wawa truck is in front of us trying to make a turn. And oh, is it going to make it? He made it. it. He got it. That was impressive. Well, gotta get the gotta get the Wawa to the appropriate Wawa store. Right. Anyway, so I really like the uh, the Mac Pro. Uh, I will never be able to buy one of these things. Maybe someday on the refurbished used market, but nowhere in the near future. And I was I was thinking about it for some reason. It didn't occur to me until you and I were talking earlier tonight that I guess the middle the lower end Pro desktop is I guess the Mac Mini. Yeah, pretty for, much. For, like, developers, you just get your own 4K display from somewhere and get a Mac Mini, and I guess that's what you should use? Yeah. I mean, not as expandable or anything, though. No, not at all, but it is at least capable for the money. Yeah, I mean, it depends on your needs, as, as always. I, but I think a lot of developers wanted, like, a $2,000 tower. Yeah, but Apple was never going to be able to give them that and the specs that they wanted. Right, I think they would have complained about something. But, you know, I, I think it's awesome that they're actually doing this. It does fill a real hole in their lineup. There's just so many high-end, like, pro customers. Specifically, I've seen a lot of talk on YouTube about uh, leaving the platform because of the, uh, yeah, because of the lack of, like, power in the in the desktop for video editing. Oh, yeah, this will be huge for them. So anyone, look, I know we... It may seem weird that a, a YouTuber might need something like a Mac Pro, but not really. Those big YouTubers make more money than, than a lot of developers do, and they need all the power they can get because they're like doing insane things, like four 4K or higher video, like as their source, and then they're spitting out maybe 4K, but often 1080P and to YouTube, but they have their master files and stuff. It's crazy. Go go look at like uh, Linus Tech Tips someday. They did a whole video about their crazy setup and. Mm-hmm. And the bandwidth requirements, the storage requirements, and the multiple editors they have—I have no idea why they need that many for their YouTube channel that makes tech stuff that gets outdated quickly. But whatever, uh, it's still a really cool video. But it goes to show that it's that there are customers out there for this. I think in a, in a lot of places besides like Hollywood. Yeah. Now, I would say my second favorite thing that they announced today was uh, the the new framework, the UI the UI framework for Swift. Oh God, the Swift UI was like practically the one more thing pretty much i, I didn't I, I have been waiting for this for years we literally talked about this at side project saturday uh, about this and i was like 
you know, eventually they're going to do one, but I didn't really think they were going to do it this year. What, what did you think about it so far? Oh, it, it, I mean, it looks it looks like it'll make it'll make uh, coding so much easier for like everybody. The, the, Apple has said for years that they want to get everybody coding, and this looks like the way to do it. Right. Well, I immediately thought of you because you're more of a designer, right? And I thought, hey, this is a declarative syntax that this could let Mike here help in actually coding something, at least the UI la- layer, because it's interactive and it's uh, it's declarative, it's easy to read, and it doesn't have all the as many of the extra complications he had with Interface Builder going yep. back and forth. And now, I mean, I haven't tried it yet, and unfortunately it looks like I'm going to need to install the beta Mac on something, which, I, you know, I don't know I'm going to... I really don't feel good about that. Yeah, but, yeah. But I, I, do yeah, control. I usually like to wait until the second or third uh, iteration of the uh, beta. Well, I'm not going to install that on my my hard drive. I'm going to install it on like an external drive. Right. Insane. Only insane people install the first beta of Mac OS on their main machine. Well, yeah, I mean, they, and they warn you right on the download page too, not to. Well, right, but then this is the first time I remember where the requirement for the new SDK stuff requires the upgrade to Mac OS. Hmm. And maybe it has something to do with ABI compatibility, and they just all the stuff's only on. You know, there's like a bunch of stuff in Mac OS that it needs to use, and it's. You know, so it's not there. I don't know, but I don't remember that happening before. No. But you know, I'll do it. I'm gonna try tomorrow to find a hard drive that I can wipe, like an SSD, and I'll give it a shot. Yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. How that goes? Yeah. Yeah. Other people I know are gonna partition their hard drives, and I just don't have that kind of space to do it. It's it's interesting. The next Mac OS also has like a read-only system volume, and then which uh, is overdue. Yeah, I mean, it's all in the name of better. Uh, application system security, I right. think so. That's cool. But the Swift UI stuff, uh, we only saw a little bit of it in the, the platform state of the union, whatever they call it. Yep. And I was very impressed, though. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, there's not much more I can say about it except it's very React native type of thing, very very Reacty. Um, but uh, I can't really say much about it until I get my hands on it. And I haven't had a chance to do that yet. Yeah. So what else? What else about this WWDC was really exciting to you? Uh, just a lot of a lot of the little stuff they've been tweaking, like AR Kit, uh, like um, making WatchOS uh, independent. Oh right, yeah, uh, WatchOS. That almost flew under my radar there. Yeah, uh, you no longer it no longer requires you to have an app installed on your iPhone to have something installed on your watch. Yeah, which you, is wonderful. Indeed, you can do the App Store. You can uh, basically this means right that you can just go in the Apple Store, buy a watch when this when the when WatchOS six is out. And that's it. You don't need an iPhone anymore Correct. at all, right? You don't need an iPhone. You don't need a Mac. You, you can just use the watch and download apps to the watch, and you're good to go. So what do you do? Type in your iCloud password on a little tiny keyboard on the watch? I would imagine, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to see how well that works. I mean, maybe, I'm sure text-to-speech will, be, will play a big part in that. Yeah, but I'm not going to text-to-speech my ran, like random passwords. I guess most people probably don't have that. But there's only so much you can do if you don't have another device, I guess. But that that is interesting that they're going fully untethered now with watch OS, which I think a lot of uh, a lot of people wanted for since version one. Especially those who bought like the cellular watch. Well, right, the cellular watch came out. You're like, why isn't this thing untethered? You know, it seems it seemed weird that it, it was only partially untethered. Yep. So I, I like that, but I'm I don't I use my watch, but I still have a Series Two, and I, I mostly use it for notifications and health kit stuff. So cool. But the AR kit stuff was more exciting to me. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Minecraft demo was, was neat and all, but 
let's see, they had the, the human motion capture stuff. Oh, yeah. uh, and the, the occlusion support. like oh, the, the, ability, person, the people occlusion. People yeah. occlusion. So you can be in the middle of the 3D environment and be able to step in front of and behind the virtual elements. That's amazing. And it's something that uh, I was hoping was there last year and it wasn't when I looked at it. But we, we had this idea and we never actually tried to implement it, right? We, but we had this idea uh, to create this kind of virtual dance environment for our, our friend Chrissy runs uh, Jagatown Dance Arts, right? Miss Chrissy, yeah. Miss Chrissy, yeah. So she does site-specific dance. So the idea was uh, uh, we were tossed around this idea to create an app for one of her dances where part of the environment was virtual and the audience would like be able to see it or we would more likely have a device that would that would send the the uh, video to something so the audience could see the virtual environment but it doesn't really work if the if there's no uh, people occlusion support because then you're just kind of overlapping right. the environment doesn't look good but man maybe it's now it's time to try that out again as like a like some kind of demo yep um some, some of the other minor stuff that I think will be huge for end users, not so much for the developers, is stuff like uh, the filters and uh, rotating video and all the other editing stuff they're bringing to that. Um, oh, yeah, right. And a lot a lot of little things. Xcode looks really cool now, too. Oh, yeah, for the developer? Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Xcode looks like it's finally kind of growing into its own in a way that it, it always had that potential. Yeah. There's, there's another framework they didn't really talk about. It's called Combine, I think, or Combine. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's re- kind of related to all the... I think it's kind of related to the Swift UI stuff underneath. Like, it's a, it's a, It kind of replaces, I think, a lot of binding-type stuff you would do on Mac. I'm not really super familiar with it because I haven't seen it yet, and I, didn't do, I haven't done Mac programming. But <clears throat> it also reminds me of, like, uh, React stuff, the little that I know. Now, going into this, you were looking forward to uh, seeing what they were going to do with Marzipan. <clears throat> well, Marzipan is... Yeah, Marzipan is... What do they call it now? Catalyst? Uh, yes, Catalyst. Yeah. Um, you know, it, com- it, it looks like a pretty well... Pretty full-featured implementation here. Uh, and it's iPad-specific. Oh, and that reminds me, iPad OS, of course, came out of this. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> so, Separate, separating iPad from the iOS. Yeah, so they're saying with Catalyst, you, you take your iPad app and then you can turn into a Mac app and their demos or their examples are pretty good actually they're better than the version one like Apple News app whatever we've seen right up till now but I don't know I mean I have to see some actual applications working to know how I feel about it but I I do like it it's it's actually more full feature than I think I was expecting it looks like we're gonna it's gonna be available I don't I don't think they said otherwise they yeah. I think you can be able to make apps with it in I the mean, fall. They were showing it off and how easy it was to just like click a couple options and boom, you're automatically making your iPad app into a Mac app. Yeah, and then on you just kind of do the extra stuff on top. Right. Tweak, uh, tweak the UI here and there. Drag, you know, what is yeah. clickable versus what is well, touchable. Yeah, and some of that I think has to do with the Swift UI being across all the platforms. Absolutely. So they're saying you can build your UI layer with this and then get a lot of shared functionality. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, which is very cool. So I'm actually very excited to see what people do for that. But it looks like it's you need an iPad app. Right. I guess that means if you have a universal app, it'll work. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, so maybe this will actually drive iPad app creation too because you'll get – well, you're not for free, but you'll be able to also get a Mac – 
version if it's the type of app that makes sense. Right. I don't know. But there's a lot of apps that are that would be cool. What what kind of apps do you know of? Because you're more of an iPad user, actually, than I me. Am, right. So are there any apps that you would like to see on the Mac? Um, I mean, most of the apps I use on the iPad also have Mac versions, uh, like Affinity Designer and Affinity Photo uh, and GarageBand. And so, I mean, no. But at the same time, I'm very interested to see what people can come up with that maybe I haven't used before that will now, like, just give it that extra oomph because it is able to be done on both those so maybe they'll take like an iPhone app that they never made an iPad uh, iPad version of and create an iPad version so that they can easily create a Mac version right well you know related to the Swift UI stuff uh, am I wrong I don't know am I wrong or did did they say that there's kind of a, an actual UI framework now for watchOS I believe they did yeah because I know that's something a lot of membership, you know, has talked about. I've talked about with people before that, you know, WatchKit is not the best. Right. No, they they showed uh, a full-on um, emulator <coughs> or, um, test scenario there, uh, and yeah, no, it looks like they're actually working on it. Right. I don't know so, if it's coming out right away or if it's. Well, I mean, or... I mean, because Apple has been able to make apps on it using like for real, kind of like UI kit type right. stuff, and <clears throat> I think you can do that now as a developer. It was a little unclear to me. A lot of this stuff is a little bit unclear because I only just started looking at the documentation today. And, um, we only watched the, uh, you know, the keynote and the um, state of the platform. State of the platform, that's what it's called, not state of the union. <laughs> <laughs> state of the platform. State of the union is a whole different thing. But uh, The state of the platform is well, though. Yeah, it is. It, this is actually pro- it probably... It is strong. This is probably one of the most consequential... Uh, uh, WWDCs in years, probably since Swift was announced. Probably. Uh, and so that's five years, I guess. But All that long already? I know. Oh, my God. That's crazy. But, yeah, I think that this was way bigger than I even thought it was going to be. And everything is just great. It feels like a lot of this stuff was just maybe barely ready next year, and they just let it bake longer and get polished because, like, this Swift UI stuff, it looks really polished for like a version one and I, they have multiple I think Swift uh, um, APIs and frameworks now related to this stuff I mean that's impressive yep I see they have uh, they have all kinds of little things I was I'm trying to sign remember. in with your Apple ID oh yeah uh, the Apple ID sign in thing that's actually really neat and it generates random identifiers yeah you know how sometimes you sign into an app or you, you open an app and it asks you to sign in with like a Facebook ID or a Google yeah, ID I never do that no I I, I, I oh. usually delete those apps right away I don't Smart. even bother using them but now with signing with Apple you know it's going to be more secure it's going to be like you said one time dispos- not disposable pass um, email address but uh, an well, email address that's unique well it's tied to your account but like the, the like the app developer doesn't know anything like really and you can ask for the app developer can ask for an email address or something and this is the color is cool you can give it to them or there is an option i think to have uh to keep it private but provide an email address anyway and that's when apple gives them this like generated email address right that and and forward you the emails and forward you the emails yeah so apple has this whole forwarder thing set up so you can log in and be like i don't want to give my email address to this developer but i want to get on the mailing list so or whatever and then it will create an e- a, like a random email address 
on some Apple domain and then relays the info to your actual email address. Like that's that's crazy. I wonder how do you how do you update the email address though? I guess you you have to just do everything from the app interface. Or Probably. I haven't looked at the API yet. As with everything, I haven't looked at the API yet. Right. But that'll be that'll be huge. I do, and I hope that it becomes more of a common thing if if it works out. Uh, you know, because these these companies just take too much inf- too many liberties with our information. Right. Definitely. You know? Even if I get utility from things like Facebook, I, I still am uneasy about how much data they collect and, and, like, especially data that they collect that I don't know about in doing basic activities like logging in and, and, and that kind of stuff. I mean, you've talked before how much I hate social networks. Yeah, yeah. I, I really do. And this will finally give me an excuse to get rid of Facebook because the only reason I kept it around was to log into various well, apps. When we were leaving theater, I said someone on um, on the Slack, on the Philly Coca Slack said – that if you support Facebook login, you have to support the Apple ID login. So I don't know if that's true or not, but if it is, yeah, that actually makes uh, a lot of sense if Apple's trying to push people to uh, to at least consider a more privacy-focused approach. Yep. I can see why they would do that. Yep. Uh, although I'm sure it's going to piss off you Facebook, know, and, Facebook Google. and Google, but I don't know. I don't think it should. I mean, per- it gives more competition, I guess. They'll, they may say unfair, but I don't know. In this case... In this case, I think it's good to, to push that privacy angle really hard because there's just so much icky stuff happening in that space with the, especially with the social media networks, but even Google to a point, I think. Uh, although they're not, I don't think they're nearly as bad as like Facebook. Mm, no, not in that anyway. <clears throat> yeah, not all. I don't know. So, okay, we're almost, we're almost home. So what else? Is there anything else we want to... Well, I mean, you mentioned it that? earlier. You mentioned it earlier, but the biggest uh, change that end users are going to see is going to be dark mode. Oh, right. We didn't even talk about dark mode. So many cooler things, in my opinion, happened. But dark mode actually looks, like, really well thought out. And uh, they also included a bunch of symbols, like icons and stuff you can use now that are – it's called – what is it called? Oh, um, I forget. Symbol? SF, SF symbols. SF symbols or something like that. Yeah, yeah SF symbols. But the dark mode looks great. I mean, it, it's uh, it's going to look amazing on an iPhone 10 style device on OLED. But I like dark modes. I use them all the time in apps when it's available. And so I'll definitely use the system-wide thing. And I know at least one developer on the, on the Slack was able to add dark mode to their app really easily. Nice. I think it all depends. Like, uh, I think the main app I work on is going to be a pain in the butt. So I might want to just like rewrite it or something in Swift well, UI. You've been, at this you've been point. looking at redoing that for a while. Yeah, see if I can get permission to do that because it's a really old code base on Objective-C. And I bet I, I want to do an experiment once I get my... Like every stuff set up enough to try Swift UI this week. I want to see how hard it is to build, you know, some kind of reasonable approximation of that UI, right? Uh, you know, or some or some you know basic app functionality. See how, how hard that is, because that'd be really cool. Definitely. Okay. So, is there anything else that I'm forgetting? There's probably something. There's so I'm much sure stuff. there is stuff. Uh, they they get a huge number of announcements. There were so many things on that screen that that big word cloud they do behind oh, yeah. stuff. Oh my god. I, I mean, just as far as I'm concerned, though, one of the things that kind of stood out to me was with that, you know, what was it, $6,000 monitor? Yeah. Um, one of the options they provide for an extra, what, $1,000 was uh, to have a matte finish on it, mm-hmm. which is not like an extra layer put on there like most matte monitors would do. Right. They etched the glass. Yeah, they, if they, I can, they micro-etched the glass. Micro-etched the glass so that it gives you a, a matte finish. If I could get an iPhone with that, 
I would pay a little bit extra. I wouldn't pay $1,000 extra, but I would pay a little extra. You really don't like the... I, the reflectivity is annoying, just in every situation. I, I can see why it's really useful on an iPhone. Yeah, I would, I would out, much rather have a Mac iPhone than I would you know, not. Uh, I'm, I'm curious about it. It's really... They're, they're saying it doesn't affect the the sharpness or the color reproduction. Yeah. Because that's been a problem with matte finishes forever. That's why oh, I, I decided to go back to... Uh, I went back to glossy stuff even when the matte was an option for MacBooks right I just did that because I did better color reproduction yeah but you know yeah that is a cool that was a cool thing they did there did there <laughs> the back of it looks like a cheese grater too the monitor well that's because it's a heat sink and... yeah it is a massive heat sink that thing gets a thousand nits indefinitely and like yeah. some, how much higher like 1300 so, something, something like, like that, that higher but I mean most monitors in order to get rated at uh, a thousand nit you know compatibility just need to flash it this holds it for like they said indefinitely yeah they said indefinitely well we'll see because uh, heat's yeah, always a, a long term problem problem with Apple devices sometimes. yeah how long the life cycle of this thing is we don't know yeah well we made it back um, let's see final thoughts about this WWDC uh, best one in years I agree. I think it was easily the best one in years. We had a really good time at the Philly Coca event watching this. We had to be somewhat quiet, so we were doing, uh, what is it, a little, the finger snapping? Oh, like at a, a poetry? Uh... Yeah, like at a poetry thing, and we were doing golf claps, <laughs> you know? But we had a good time. When they announced, like, the Mac Pro, though, and when they did Swift UI, like, we kind of lost it for a second. <laughs> we were like, Whoa! But it, it was it was so much fun. Uh, I'm excited again to actually do some to write some code because it's been so long since I did something from scratch. Just have mm-hmm. like pieces of projects and stuff. But the new Swift UI stuff is very exciting yeah, for looking, me. I'm looking forward to getting my hands dirty with that. Very exciting because I feel like it could open up a, a whole new like level of productivity. One of the things that really slows down app development is all the UI stuff in iOS. Even for someone who knows it pretty well, like, and especially if you look at older code bases, like every time I look look back at the old code I wrote, and it's like a table view controllers and stuff, and it's just like, oh my god, so much code to make all this <laughs> stuff work because it's it's not using storyboards, it's it's using like nibs and code, and and uh, it would be really nice to just be able to write things in a more declarative style. And I, I really do hope it lets designers and developers have a little bit more cross-discipline here, too. Yeah, that would be like, awesome. it, it's, it remains to be seen. How well is this stuff themable? How easy can you get, like, you know, more elaborate theming in there? Probably pretty easily. It looks like it looks like they've really thought through the, the needs and the wants uh, in the space that we've been asking for for years. Definitely. So I'm very excited to try that out. I won't be buying a Mac Pro anytime soon, but I really want to check the, one out. Or the monitor. <laughs> or the monitor, yeah. I guess I'm just going to look for some Dell 4K or 5K display and, or, or yeah, I mean, LG the or LG, something. The LG 5K display is still available, the the one that Apple was pimping for a while. Yeah, they're not anymore, though. I would imagine not, not with the 6K monitor. They, the 6K they, 8XDR. Oh, my God, yeah. They still have a 4K, that they smaller do. monitor they on the store that got upgraded. That's at, true. From LG, but... You know, those other monitors are fine. I, for the stuff I need to do, I don't need a monitor that can... That What what was it? It's it's better than, like, those $43,000? Yeah, yeah, reference model monitors yeah. that they use on uh, movie sets. I mean, it would be nice to have something like that, but I don't really need that. I, I'm i fine even with my old 27-inch Right, but you're, you're, you're not, you know, Lionsgate or Disney. You don't no, need, you I don't do need photos, them. though. You do. But you know, it's, uh, you know what works really well is there's uh, iOS devices with the... You know, like an iPad or an iPhone 10. Sidecar. We didn't even mention Sidecar. 
Oh, right. You have a 12.9-inch iPad. Uh, okay. I think it's going to be perfect. In fact, a lot of these options in the new iPad OS, which you also really didn't talk about much, mm. in, in the iPad, iPad OS, all these options really seem like they're best suited for the 12.9-inch. Right. The multitasking, the multiple windows and stuff like that. But the sidecar especially, because I know people who've used it with, uh, what is it called? Uh yeah, there's a few. I can't remember the name, there. but yeah, like there's X Display. Or X something. Display. There's a the few. Duo, one of them. No, yeah. that, that's a different. But that's one. a hardware solution. That's a different thing. Yeah. There, anyway, there's there's multiple ones that do this, and so this is Apple's integrated one. So mm-hmm. it looks like it'll be very cool. Yep. Uh, actually, that makes that makes having like well, I guess it doesn't really make it affordable to get like a MacBook Pro and, and a 12.9 iPad. No. But but if it, you it's have both cheaper than them, buying a second monitor. It is. If you have both of them, it makes a portable workstation even better. Right. You know, and I think that's great. You can just carry it with you uh, around. Oh, one of the things that's really funny, and I, I know we're going long here, but one of the things that's kind of amusing is so much emphasis on the portability of the Mac Pro. Like, they, <laughs> they have optional wheels you can buy. Comes and with handles. And it, and it comes with handles. Like and a they, GameCube. And then they even talk about how the monitor can be easily detached from, like, the VESA mount, like a special yep. mount. Yep. And I'm just like... We were all like, who who carries their I mean, machine around? But I mean, there must be use it's, cases. It's one of those things where it's cool, but it's not necessary. I don't know, man. I think they must have some kind of... Well, I mean, for movie sets, it makes sense to carry that. I'm thinking it's movie sets. I'm thinking it's something like that. They must have actual specific use cases where you need to move your monitor and desktop around. Yeah. Because I mean, I, it has to be for movie sets. It has to be for something like that where you need to take it from place to place. Because they talked about about moving it to a new work workspace or something. Right. And there's no reason to do that, to go the effort of putting the handlebars on. Uh, the handlebars. They kind of look like handlebars. Kind of. Uh, and you also said that it turns off or something. Yeah, if you, if you, when, you, when you lift the handles, it automatically turns off. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it's, it seems like all of that is based on some kind of actual real-world use case. I can't imagine otherwise why they would right. do that. I'm sure the Warner Brothers and the Disneys of the world ask Apple to do that. Although, the old cheese grater had handles, technically. It, technically, it had, it had, yeah, those, it like, had all handle. It had, like, at least one. I'm yeah. trying to remember. It had, I thought the top of it had, like... Oh, yeah, it did. It, it was kind of, like, molded. It didn't comfortable, but... No, it was painful, and it was super heavy. I remember, because I had to move them around before certain mm-hmm. kinds uh, of those. But, uh, you know... I'm, I don't know. There's just so much to talk about. We'll probably talk about it more this week as we get into more of the details. Now, but. before we before we wrap up, today is technically Movie Monday. Did you want to talk about John Wick at all? I think we've gone so far. I'll just say that the John Wick 3 is awesome. Uh, maybe we'll do a more in-depth analysis of it later. But it was possibly the best action movie I have seen in years. Like, that was that was just so much fun. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> very thin plot. That's oh, okay. Oh, oh. Wait, there was but, a plot? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred ten percent style, and just unbelievable action sequences. Yep. Like, I don't. I, the spectacle in this is really in the hand to hand and the gun fu combat. I would put this up there with some of the best Mission Impossible movies, though. The horse uh, fighting. Yeah, but mi- like Mission I called it. Yes, Equando. That's funny. The Mission Impossible movies, I think, have more like grand spectacle in some of their stunts, but this is just nonstop action. And for someone like me who loves. Uh, the martial arts style action movies with a lot of hand hand combat. Like the raid, and raid. Oh, the raid, yeah. yeah. Uh, then and, this and Ip Man great. and yeah. uh, all those. And Keanu Reeves is the man. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad they're going to make another one of these. Yep, yep. <laughs> 2021, we have to wait. but Yeah, well, I know. Well, I'm sure it'll be fine. Keanu Reeves doesn't seem to age anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the beard got a little grayer, maybe. Maybe. Or maybe that was blood. He's probably blood, because they'll just, they'll just paint. They'll just, <laughs> they'll just dye things for... True. 
or stuff. They did they they, they dyed like Jack Black's beard for his uh, role in Jumanji, as he keeps calling mm. it. You'll know this if you watch his YouTube channel. Oh yeah, Jablinski Games. Jablinski Gaming, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're just rambling now, man, because it's like one a.m. Well, yeah, but it's Movie Monday. We needed to get that in. I didn't realize that. I mean, movie we're recording Monday... it on Tech Tuesday, so it makes sense. Oh my god, but... we are. I didn't. I'm not. I don't hold hard and fast to these things. <laughs> and like, they are suggestions. These are suggestions. I asked you, I was like, what should I do for my podcast every to keep the variety up? And you, you came up with a list of these things that had yep. alliteration in them. I did. And you know, <laughs> it doesn't mean I actually have to follow it every That's day. That's true. No. So more of a guideline. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. I guess we'll probably talk more about some of this stuff tomorrow. This whole week, I did warn you last week. This whole week is probably going to be WWDC stuff or. Yeah. Dub Dub DC, which I know uh, Dub Dub. Some people hate that. I use Dub Dub. I don't mind it. Yeah, it's like back in the day when when the internet, when the web was new, and people were like, "How do I say it? Dub 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 W W W." And now I we just know. drop it, and we just yeah. Now we it. just drop it. Don't even bother anywhere because we don't care. Yep. Because nobody uses that do- the subdomain anymore. Yep. Well, they do, but they don't really. They just usually forward. Right. The root to it. It actually causes issues sometimes. I'm not going to get into the details, but like I had to make. My, um, my podcast domain for this one www in order for all the DNS. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Some sites still are like that. In order to get all the forwarding stuff. Oh, that, and of course, that reminds me, uh, we completely forgot to mention the fact that iTunes is broken up. Oh God, yeah. I mean, there's so much stuff. iTunes is now. But we'll, we can go into that. Music, podcasts, and Apple TV, and we'll talk about all that stuff later. But for now, this is going way too long. So that's going to be it for this special uh, guest episode here of the Daily Cron for, was it Monday, what day is it It's now? technically Monday. Well, Monday, it, it's, no, We're recording on Tuesday, but it's... Uh, Monday, Monday, June It's June Monday's, Monday's episode. It's June 3rd. Right. Yeah, for Monday, June 3rd, 2019. That's going to be it. Let's, uh, let, uh, let's sign off, Mike. What do you think? Okay. Where Sounds can like people find you? That's what we say. That's uh, what they say in these things. Where can, you, where can people get a hold of you? I mean, I, on Twitter, I'm at Fikemine, F-I-K-E-M-I-N-E, but I, I'm rarely there. Um, but you can still direct message me, and I might message you back. Okay, I'm uh, at Stolton on Twitter. If you go to dailycrompodcast.com, you can find social media links for the podcast. For myself, and if you go on this episode, you'll also see Mike's little face picture there. And if you click that, you'll also get links for him that he has provided. Yep. Whatever you gave me last time and I put in the CMS. Yeah, it's just, I think it's my one little bio page. Yeah, so there you go. So that's going to be it. I will uh, talk to you next time. All right. Have a good night, everybody.